Hi, kiddies. I want to tell you a little story. There are cowboy songs that tell the tales of how the West was won. Cattle drives mangled lives beneath the desert sun. There are Indian raids escapades and drinking bouts for weeks. But little known is the story song in a town of sewer by three. Welcome back to the Raincoat Report. I've got a big, uh, fucking, I've got a huge goddamn glass of water here. Do you guys, you guys want me to throw it? <laughs> you think I won't do it? Watch this. <laughs> you guys want me to do another one? <laughs> uh, all right, I'm running out, but one more. Uh, anyway, I'm. Jeremy, I'm feverish <laughs> to bring you new content on the Raincoat Report this week. And Boss is over there. Yes. Oh, we don't have anyone booing anyone. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh, well. Next time. Uh, well, we are back once again on the Raincoat Report here after a uh, week hiatus. Yeah, severe COVID outbreak. Yeah, uh <laughs> Well, Jeremy keeps getting COVID, so yeah, I got it at the same time last year. It's your it's your seasonal COVID. I think it's in me, and it just activates now. Oh, that I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I think the the, the vaccine did it. <laughs> oh boy, they we... love it. They love it in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> We definitely should have thought about who we were bringing in for our studio audience here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Welcome. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Um, this week, we're going to the wild, wild west. A state that's untouchable, like Elliot Ness. <laughs> uh, yes, we are going back to the... Uh, early ages of the pornographic uh age the early ages of the pornographic age okay. <laughs> uh we're going back to the, the first era yes the first era of porn and we're checking in with our friend alex dorenzi and seeing what he was up to in 1971 um a lot of fucking around yeah lots of fucking around and not necessarily the type that we uh normally promote here on the raincoat report i don't know i promote a little bit of it a little bit i think uh just a little sometimes a little pinch of fucking around will do you yeah uh (laughs) that's uh that's what's on tap this week for you all yeah a little pinch of fucking around called powder burns yeah it doesn't really star anyone of note no, not really. Uh, but then again, it was 1971. There weren't a ton of people of note yet. Yeah. So that's to be expected. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely one of those very loose uh, narratives that you get in this era. Yeah, it's. Uh, it feels a lot like the late 60s softcore films, the sexploitation mm-hmm. films of the era. Yeah. Just with a little bit of hardcore sex in there, too. Yeah, and then toss in a little bit of uh ed wood style uh homemade psychedelia yeah <laughs> uh, 
gives you an idea of what we're dealing with, but uh, it's cool to take a step back uh, this far in Dorenzi's career. Normally we avoid his 70s stuff because you tend to uh, describe it as rapey. Yeah. So we haven't covered, like, we haven't covered Babyface or, uh, was it Sisters is another one of his, or am I thinking of De Palma? Uh, Sisters <laughs> is De Palma, but I think that it, there's one that's uh, maybe Little Sisters. Yeah, I think that might be it. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen that one before. It is a bit rapey, but it's all it's it's of this uh, level of filmmaking. Yeah, so it's kind of too silly to take seriously. But uh, Powder Burns mm-hmm. is an interesting ride to the Wild West. Um, have we done any? Yeah, uh, we've done. One full-fledged Western in the City Slickers mold and, and as a showdown. Showdown wasn't, well, showdown was like modern set though, right? Yeah, but it still counts because it's a set in the City Slickers mold. Yeah, I guess that's true. So yeah. It's still technically a Western. Um, yeah. And the first part of... Heavenly Desires. Yes. Yeah. Where they're Old West prostitutes who just get murdered. <laughs> yeah. By by their idiot boyfriend or best prostitute customer or what have you. Right. Uh, I think the real star of this film probably is in uh, a lot of nameless westerns is the location. Yeah, yeah. They get a solid location here. They filmed this in uh, Virginia City, Nevada. Okay, yeah. Which is also home to uh, Jim Jarmusch's, uh, what was it, uh, Dead Man. Okay. And Mystery Science Theater favorite, uh, The God Monster of Indian Flats. Oh, okay. Yeah, both filmed in this area, as long as a number of uh, westerns and quite a few episodes of an old television show called State Trooper. Okay. Presumably about a piece of shit State Trooper who just pulls over podcasts for fun. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, you know, there's a, it's the tale of the land. Virginia it is the City, tale of the land. Nevada. What a delightful state that is. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, so we're going to take a little trip out west and see our friend Alex Dorenzi. But before mm-hmm. we do that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to drink a little more brown, and then... Oh, hey. Sorry. Settle I, down. I, I dropped That one was an accident. I dropped it. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back to talk a little bit more about powder burns. a name. Ernest Sham. Sheriff, saloon keeper, and pillar of fire and strength in my community. Now this here story ain't a pretty one, but I'm a-telling it like it was. Good joke, boss, as always. Shame we never record them. 
Yeah, well, you know, our best humor happens off pod, unfortunately. Yeah, you don't want to leave a hot mic running because of your all the scandals you're involved in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get it. I mean, you know, your that, that's how they got Nixon. Yeah, you got your fingers in a bunch of pies. <laughs> Every time you're off here, you're always talking about the goddamn Jews. Uh, as Nixon often did. Uh, no. Let's see. Audience, what do you think? Um, hold on. Audience, where'd you go? Uh, I don't know which one of these to push. Bad boss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've I've never heard you say the J word hard even once. Never go hard on it. (laughs) Thanks for thanks for the backup, buddy. I'm a character witness in a lot of ways because I have a lot of character myself. (laughs) The problem with the broken glass button is that it's just like it looks like a nice refreshing glass of milk. Yes, and I would like one so i keep pressing it (laughs) so we're gonna have to work on the icons on this but uh yeah today we're talking about what was it uh powder burns sure boy it sure does however slowly oh yeah yeah For powder burns, we open on the sands and tumbleweeds and hills of the west, probably somewhere within driving distance of San Francisco. We see some close-ups of pipes and mining carts and such. We get, in fact, a lot of shots of a lot of things, mm-hmm. including two dogs or one dog twice. I wasn't paying close enough attention to tell for sure. They probably got two dogs in Virginia City. We then watch the McNasty brothers leaving a saloon as they're being fired at by men and women. We then cut to a house we saw earlier uh, in all of those shots where there's a man outside. And this is the sheriff. Uh, this being Ernest Cham, the sheriff and also the saloon keeper, uh, who would later introduce himself as a pillar of fire and strength in the community. Mm-hmm. The McNasties are shooting and uh, yeah. Shams running in their general direction. Someone eventually gets shot and the people focus on caring for him, uh, including Cham, who offers to put a bullet in him to finish him off <laughs> in, a, in a show of real compassion there. Uh, the McNasties ride off with uh, women on their horses. Ernest Cham is our narrator here who tells us that he's going to tell us about the day he avoided Cham's shame and fought Cham's battle against the McNasty brothers in the town of Sewer Pipe Creek in the fall of 69. You alright? We then cut to a saloon and hear Cham talking to us. He tells us about the McNasties showing up and blasting and making the townsfolk fire at one another more than anything. Then he tells on screen, as he's talking to someone else, the story about how every year the McNasties were in town raising hell. Uh, He's basically upset that people, especially the prostitutes, are more loyal to the McNasties than him because of how much money they spend. He doesn't want to be a bartender or a sheriff anymore. 
Uh, he pours the barmaid here a drink and chases her around the pool table. Uh, it's worth noting that almost nobody in this movie has a name. Mm-mm. Uh, our narrator, we know, is Ernest Chan because those are the first words out of his mouth. Oh, right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we know the McNasty brothers because they're talked about. Yeah. We don't know any of their individual names. No, we just know that they're McNasties. Yeah. Um, I think at one point, one or more of them are named, but they're not named in a way that would like tell us which one's which. So No. They're... Uh... <clears throat> But there's not like an Ed McNasty or anything for us to look on in the credits to see who's who. Right, right. In this list of uh, no names. The song that plays has a lot of kazoo. Uh, yes. It's a kazoo-powered cowboy ballad. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very, like, 60s film. This is the kind of shit you'd get out of, uh, like, Berkeley or whatever. You and whoever was doing the film school, I don't know. The Raging Bulls. And the and the young guns. <laughs> I think that's a book. Uh, a, a book about New Hollywood. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, but kazoo's right. <laughs> <laughs> now we see a car going down the road. Oh yeah, that's right. This this is semi modern. So this yeah. is. When I heard 69, I assumed it meant 1869 because everything at that point had been vintage enough for a porno, at least. Right. Uh, But yeah, this is apparently 69 of the 19s. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, There are cars. They have PBR and cores to drink. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, This is what happens when it's been over a week since I've seen a movie. I don't remember... Most of the details. I got them. I got them over here. Some of them. It's also been a week in the illness between them. But uh, I think these are going to be some of our most remembered episodes. <laughs> well, a lady in a sporty car drifts her way into the into a, a parking spot next to a building. What? Like a hot babe? Uh, yes. Sweet. She makes her way inside carrying a big purse. We see Cham apparently collapse out of excitement. Wow, look at those tits. Yes. Uh, As a dog walks by and we see the first penis of the movie. Yeah, he's a cute little little puppy, but I think his little dog penis is out, or at least it's focused on his under area. Yeah. I wasn't paying that much attention to uh, the dog dick report. That's not me. <laughs> Cham and a couple of dudes get flirty with this uh, blonde who showed up at the bar. She asks if they have music, and uh, they sing to her. Mm-hmm. Someone then puts on a recording of the Western classic Tequila. Yeah. And our blonde dances on the pool table and starts to strip away. So this is entirely the inspiration for uh, Tim Burton's <laughs> uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he hops up on that bar and dances around for all those bikers to tequila. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is just like that. I think it has to be almost a direct rip. I'm going to I'm gonna talk to Mr. Burton. You should. Thank you. Uh, well, I think we have a link to him, right? Uh, the Raincoat Review. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got to know... 
him and Kasir have to know each other somehow. You'd think. Did Tim Burton do a Tales from the... No, he didn't. I don't think. I don't think so. But, you know, they're probably at a weird party together. Yeah, probably. Looking strange next to one another. I bet I can leverage the cameo we got two years ago (laughs) to a closed room conversation with Tim Burton about... Are we pitching a film? Oh, no, I just wanted to ask him about this. Yeah. Okay. We could... Well, if we're there, once we've cleared this up, we can then pitch him a film. Okay. Uh, it'll be our... It's a foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to shoot your shot while you while the shooting's there. Yeah, I hope we don't get... I hope he doesn't have someone throw us into a large pool-sized bathtub. <laughs> As he's watching this blonde dance on the pool table, Cham says in his narration that she's the kind of woman you want to do everything to her all the time. You just don't know where to start. She came up from Mexico, and uh, Cham's voiceover says, Mexico's a better developed country than I thought. <laughs> she strips to her bra and panties and some pantyhose and wiggles around a bit. She then takes her top off to reveal what appear to be early fake breasts. Oh. She spends time laying on the table, flirting with the guys one by one. Cham says in his voiceover, there was gold in them thar hills. Yeah, she's the golden dream from Frisco, I think. She, I don't know if anyone says that in the film, but I wrote that down. I don't know if he said that specifically, but she is indeed known as the golden dream. Okay, good. She asks who wants some action, and the guys are excited. Uh, Cham, in his voiceover, seems to be indicating that he wants to pimp her out and make some money. <laughs> Uh, so it's at this point that I put together that apparently the sheriff of this town is the bartender at the saloon, uh-huh. but the saloon is also a whorehouse run by the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. That's basic small town economics. So, uh, he notes in his voiceover that he and the Golden Dream here formed a partnership. We see the McNasty boys riding their horses in the distance. They're yelling at each other, but you can only kind of make out what they're saying uh, because they're far in the distance. They're leading their horses down some rocky hills, and then they get back on their horses and gallop around talking about the sheriff. This movie has just a lot of padding to it, which is odd for like a, what is this, 70 minutes or something? Yes. 74 minutes. Yeah, and we see their entire journey across this like hillside. Yes, in real time, basically. (laughs) Uh, There's some editing, but more or less in real time. Um, They're, let's see. The McNasty brothers stop when they see a couple fucking on a hill. They watch them for a moment, and then they start firing their guns, scaring the people up there uh, into hiding behind some bushes. And it's not really very hardcore. It's kind of from, like, the side mostly, right? Yeah, you don't see anything hardcore here. Interest, yeah. Uh, You see them naked as they're trying to get away, but you don't see them actually fucking, really. You just kind of see them going through the motions from a distance. The McNasties fire more at the couple. The couple scream at them. The woman calls them motherfuckers or something, and the guy uh, fires a couple of shots himself at the McNasties. The McNasties ride away laughing, and they keep trotting for a very long time on screen. Uh-huh. 
We do get a cutaway of the naked couple kind of just glaring towards them as they're walking away. We then see Golden Dream and a few other ladies at the saloon. Uh, The mayor slash bartender is uh, holding court. And it's at this point that I realize that he's basically doing interviews for women to work at the whorehouse. And there's just a line of women waiting to be interviewed for this job. Mm -hmm. At uh, Sewer Pipe Creek. Yes, Sewer Pipe Creek. Uh, We get introduced to a woman from the Black Panther Party. Mm Mm-hmm who uh, apparently is there early for some Black Panther meetup that's going to happen in like a week or something like that. I can't remember. Okay. But uh, he asks if she can play piano, and she can. So that's her new job. Awesome. Uh, While she waits for the other people to show up whenever that thing is. Yeah. Uh, We then get the same stolen song from the beginning of the movie, or at least what I thought was a stolen song. So yeah, at, at the beginning of the movie, there's a song, and they talk about like, sewer pipe creek and everything else so it's like naming the locations in the movie right it sounded at first like something that was like a real song and that maybe they stole it but because it's naming things in the movie maybe it is original i think it's probably an original song in a soundtrack of mostly stolen music that's probably true yeah i think that's that's where we gotta lie we gotta land <laughs> So, uh, the McNasties continue to ride and pass around smokes. Uh, the McNasties show up at the saloon, and the door says that it's closed till sundown. So they fire a bunch of shots and then go inside. Mm-hmm. The uh, sheriff bartender, Cham, uh, continues to hire harlots when the McNasties come in. He decides to make another guy sheriff instead of him. So now he's just the bartender, and somebody else gets to be the sheriff and deal with the McNasties. Cham introduces the McNasties to all of the women in his brothel now, Uh, but as he's talking about women, the camera isn't focusing on them, so it doesn't actually give us who is who, because it's just cutting between random women, while each time he's talking about an individual woman. Mm -hmm. So it, it doesn't do what a movie would normally do. And just show you one person while he's talking about them so that you know who the characters are. No, you don't need to know who the characters are. (laughs) Uh, The McNasties seem to be having fun and drinking and not causing much trouble, at least here at first. As the ladies dance around and the piano is being played by our Black Panther member. Golden Dream gets up on the pool table like she's going to start dancing. But she doesn't just yet and uh, the guys get drinks instead. There's a couple of minutes of people just chattering, uh, and then Golden Dream takes to the pool table as an odd song starts to play. Is it tequila? Uh, It was not tequila. I can't remember the details of it. Oh, I gotta say, you know... Bring me a prick. Just anything at this point would be of uh, any prurient interest would be good. Yeah. (laughs) In the movie, we're about like... 30-ish probably minutes in. Yeah, we're we're approaching the halfway point. Yeah, and at this point, there's been, like, a softcore dance routine. Yeah. And a softcore, like, joke. Right. <laughs> uh, but so far, where's all the fucking? Exactly. Where is the fucking? You know why? It's gonna pop. And if I pop to nothing, 
It's a wasted pop. (laughs) (laughs) Some guys are dancing around with women, and Golden Dream is dancing for the rest of the men, quickly dropping her blue gown to reveal she's wearing nothing underneath. Some guy-gal couples take off into other rooms. Uh, The... All of the McNasties have left with women. Cham and the new sheriff are talking with Golden Dream, who's just sitting there naked on the table when they hear something. Cham checks, and it's a McNasty with a woman behind the bar. He leaves them alone. They mention something about smelling dope, and we see panties thrown from the loft of the building. Loud sex sounds take over as the sheriffs talk, excited about getting rich. The McNasty behind the bar drops his hard cock into his uh, lady partner's mouth. Another McNasty strips down, but makes sure to put his boots back on before getting on top of his lady. And the third McNasty has to be undressed by his woman because he's probably a simpleton. Oh. We see a blowjob behind the bar. We see a random naked woman riding on a horse. Uh A guy joins her to ride with her. Uh, This is disconnected footage, probably from another movie. It could be, or just some extra stuff they shot. Uh, It has no narrative link to the film, though. No, a few things do. A few things do. We see some cunnilingus behind the bar, some cock rubbing for the McNasty in the loft, which leads to some sucking. Behind the bar, the McNasty there straddles the lady's chest and pokes his cock in her mouth. The McNasty in the loft is getting stroked and sucked, and then his woman mounts him reverse cowgirl. Hmm. The McNasty behind the counter is uh, courteous and folds up a rag to place under his lady's head to use as a pillow while he's fucking her on the floor. Aw, that is sweet. The simpleton McNasty in the loft is fucking his lady with her legs pinned up as she's on her back, propping her feet under the wooden rail nearby. More naked horse riding. The McNasties continue to get McNasty for a while. The McNasty in his boots decides to join the McNasty in the loft for some doubles action. So, uh, two of the McNasties and two of the ladies are having sex side by side. Behind the bar, the woman's getting stuffed on the floor by the McNasty behind the bar. Excellent, excellent. In the loft, one McNasty is fucking while the other's 69ing with his lady. There's some nude making out behind the bar, and they get redressed as the other two couples in the loft canoodle. We watch a woman make faces in a mirror for a bit as one of the McNasties lays naked in a bed nearby. We cut back to Cham talking to the new sheriff. He takes the badge from him and makes himself sheriff again. We then watch the McNasties and the hookers having a good time in fast motion as Cham is sh- as Cham is serving them drinks. Yes, this fast motion scene goes on for a, a long time. It goes on for so long, in fact, that the next line in my notes just says, I think I'm going insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then my next line was, this goes on for a while. Yeah, I don't know how long. I lost count of several minutes of a pretty brief run time is... Uh, it's abusive, frankly. <laughs> uh, but at the, a certain point, it ceases to matter that it's even fast motion because it's so long. Yeah. 
Somebody picks a fight with one of the McNasties and they head outside. The other McNasties follow them out. One of the ladies asks what Cham's plan is and he says that he has this under control and serves everybody more drinks. A lady then comes in from outside and says, there's going to be a gunfight. So the sheriff grabs his gun and walks out. The McNasties and two others are out calling each other names. Cham shows up and asks what's happening and they're name calling when all of a sudden they all fire at each other at the same time. Yes. And all the men collapse to the ground. Golden Dream and the other ladies then swoop in and take their guns and hats and basically everything on them. This actually lasts uh, minutes as the opening song plays again. Mm -hmm. We hear Cham's voiceover again, letting us know that he's still alive. Apparently they all are. He says he's fine now, unless someone comes up behind him and slaps him on his back. He then coughs repeatedly in his voiceover. And then we get our credits that are quite basic. Yes. Uh, and then it says at the very end with text on screen, powder burns ever so slightly. Yeah. And that was the end of powder burns. Was it? Yes. I feel like it just got started. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back to give our final thoughts on powder burns. Powder burns. That's how a Frenchman would say it. Have you ever seen The Price is Right at night? Yes. Yes? No. 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 Uh, I assume that it's probably just primetime The Price is Right. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I saw it on the uh, program guide on my cable box earlier this week, and my imagination started going wild. And I thought that it was uh, a good opportunity for there to be like a Price is Right show where everything they bid on is like sex toys. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got to thinking about it, and maybe we should pitch that. Yeah, to... um. Well, to Tim Burton, if we get him in a room. If we get him in a room. But otherwise... We could pitch it to... Uh, who's the great game show guru of the day? It's not Merv Griffin anymore. Um, I don't know. Oprah? No, 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 no. It's... Uh, is it Regis? Sure, I think as long I think Regis has enough sway in the I think network we, TV business that it'd be nice to hitch our wagons to him. Do they still have Oxygen? Is that still a channel? I think that's still a channel. Yeah, they used to sell like sex toys. I feel like at night. Oh yeah, we could put it on there, and you would win them, and it would also be an advertisement for them, and people oh, would yeah. have so much fun. We would play game where we have the old lean man but it would be a naked lady <laughs> oh yeah i can't yodel but uh and then she would fall off and then you wouldn't get the big <laughs> the vibrator with like the weird like metal beads that roll around in the oh, middle oh yeah yeah and the the tongue that flicks back and forth 
<laughs> they all look like uh, stuff from Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, I think one of us would have to be the host, and the other one of us could be the model for all the all the props. We could wave the dildos and we, like okay, yeah, make obscene gestures with them. Yeah. You've got more of a Drew Carey energy. Maybe you would be the host. Yeah, and you can be our, uh, our our sexy spokesmodel. Yeah, I think they have a couple. I don't know if they just have one. I haven't. I think you could do it all, though. My mom has taken to watching The Price is Right. I will often wake up to hearing Drew Carey spinning wheels and screaming about prices. <laughs> So, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's actually a pretty great idea. Oh. We'll, we'll get started on it. You could have all kinds of different items. I think sometimes, like, on The prices, Right, you get, like, a big luxury thing at the end, like a showcase. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could have a, like, they do, like, uh, the whole showcase thing. They do, like, a, a whole kitchen worth of stuff. But yeah. we could, like, deck it's out your bed. sex room. Yeah, and you could go spend five nights at just some, I guess you can just go to any hotel and just bang away. Spend five nights at the San Francisco Armory where, yeah. where Kink, well, I guess Kink used to shoot there. But they'll come back for you. Yeah, they'll come back. <laughs> we should shoot it at the armory. We should shoot it at the armory. Let's go west. That's what this movie has taught me. Yes, I think that, if anything, this movie has taught me that it's better out west. Yeah. But I, I guess that means that it's time for the... Wild, wild west. Will Smith. Giant mechanical spiders. I'm getting there. The raincoat review. <laughs> I guess I just need to say it's time for, not time for the. No, I got it. I was. I had to puzzle. I had to puzzle out myself. Okay. To how to get there, but I did it. Um. This movie also really is a puzzle, isn't it? It certainly is. It's uh. It's like one of those things that you would give to a senior to like help them keep their minds nimble. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I think probably not. It would probably have the opposite effect. Yeah, really. this would inc- this would uh, really like increase their decline. I'm sure. Yeah, they should be doing Sudoku, not yeah, this. not watching powder burns. <laughs> no, um, they should be watching more logical pornography. Yeah, like that Big Bang Theory one. <laughs> I'm, i assume that's real there's certainly a big bang theory porn i guess we'll have to find that and watch it on the patreon but uh, yeah patreon.com slash raincoat report oh. for five dollars a month you get two bonus episodes and early access to our episodes yeah. uh in fact this friday we're going to be talking about uh something from the home video era oh yeah uh that not only uh, gets us further down the line in the 90s porn that we've barely been able to touch on, but it also includes uh, yeah. a legend. Yeah, it's directed by and starring a legend. Oh, yeah, directed by a different legend than it stars. Yes, yes, but uh, legends nonetheless. Legends of the Fall. 
Strict. Legends of the Hidden Temple. I told you it all came We should back do to Legends of the Hidden Temple at night, and instead of the temple guards grabbing kids, we have. Oh, no. uh, well, we have only adults involved, first off. I think that's what I want to clarify first. That's why it's on at night. Yes, exactly. Children and, are asleep. Uh, <laughs> the children are asleep because they don't need to see the Amazonian women with strap-ons that are going to grab the oh, people no. trying to get through the temple. Wow. You've got uh, a whole erotic game show network in a little head of yours. I think that that's what we need to do to drive people down uh, back to network TV. So we need yeah. to make better, more... Erotic, con- erotic content. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna so. Fix, we're going to fix TV here at the Raincoat Institute. Yeah, I'm working. We're working on it, but uh, but to do that, first we have to discuss powder burns. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, and this movie's not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't inspire any real feelings in me, except for uh. A little bit of contempt. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's really a... Uh, it's 71, so I'll give it uh, just a little bit of leeway here in terms of it not being packed with erotic content, but, man, it, uh, it really drags you through it. It's like living in the Old West. There's nothing to do <laughs> except just go up and down the hill. It's it's so funny to me because, you know, it's a short movie, but it also seems terribly paced, which mm-hmm. is... Well, the pacing is god-awful. <laughs> that is, was, yeah, that's one of my it, main it, complaints. It's wild that the pacing is so bad for such a short movie. Yeah, it's it shouldn't be possible. <laughs> yeah, like, there's so much footage of just the, the McNasties walking through the desert. Yeah, and they... They had the saloon. They could have just filmed some more bullshit in there. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, they just needed to come up with a couple of plot points. Not, like, important plot points. Just, like, things for things to, to happen. Do. Things for people to do. Things uh, to make people get undressed or something. Something. Uh, Even if they weren't banging more. Just at least get some people naked. Show show us a few dogs slopping around. Everyone should have been riding horses naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, terribly paced, non-existent, uh, narrative for the most part, uh, I'd been, I texted you probably about a week or so back when I watched it, uh, that it felt kind of like the skin of a sausage, like something <laughs> you would put a movie inside of, Right. but there's nothing there, uh, itself. There's no, uh, there's no nutrients in this one, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it looks more like just a it's just a empty rubbery condom. condom. Yeah, just a rubbery plate. condom on your plate, <laughs> and you're disgusted. Um, I don't know. Some of the stolen music was okay, but I can't really yeah. give it too much credit for that. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of just getting your friends together and fucking around and just making something and just kind of putting together what whatever you shoot. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It should spend some more time in the editing room. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the very least, we can definitely say that Alex Dorenzi did get better over time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that is undeniable. <laughs> but as for this film, uh, it is not good, as I uh, said right up front. I would give it probably a one and a half at best. Okay. Uh, an ill 
paste mess. Uh, avoid it like powder burn. Like you would powder burn. So I think you'll get those if you get shot or if you shoot someone, right? The powder burns you. I think Ever so. Ever so slightly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you don't want to get burnt. It's, I burnt myself the other day and I did not like it. <laughs> so don't get burned. Don't watch this movie. Watch Babyface 2 instead. Yeah. Yeah. Have yourself a good old time. Yeah. That made both of our top tens, didn't it? Yeah. 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 A lovely film. Yeah. Watch that instead. Don't watch this one. It's bad. There we go. If you hit the button too forcefully, it doesn't react. Oh. You have to touch it with uh, grace, like this. Are you mad? See? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I agree. Um, I think that there was a little bit of charm to this movie in oh, the oh. sense that I, I don't know. I, I have my low budget movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, enamorate, enamoration. You just love them. My admiration for yeah. l- low budget movies, uh, helps me enjoy it perhaps slightly more than you did, but I can't really say that it was good. No. I can't say that it's anything that anybody should really go out of their way to see. I mean, if you were, like, strapped to a chair and somebody made you watch it, uh, it wasn't. It wouldn't be that bad. Tim Burton, mine, the only good idea this film had. <laughs> that's a good point. So, uh, yeah, that that's the summary of my review would be just watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure instead. Yeah, watch Babyface 2 and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Have yourself a real nice double feature. Watch them both simultaneously. Yeah, if you got two screens, put them up. Yeah, it'll be confusing, but... You know, I bet Pee-wee Herman saw Babyface too. I bet. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, he saw all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's, see, he's seen. He's seen some shit. Yeah, but uh, let's get him on. Yeah, we'll we'll call him up. Pete Melville Herman, <laughs> paging Mister Herman, paging Mister Herman like that. Yeah, you just have to say it three times, like okay. Candyman. Okay, good. Well, let's not do it right now. All right. Uh, but yeah, I would say that there, the sex in this film is very late to the party and just okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I barely touched on that, but like I said, it. yeah, like you said. What you said. Uh, I thought that just like the voiceover and the like confusing plot of the sheriff who... Decides not to be a sheriff, and then uh, decides again to be the sheriff. And, like, the conflict with the McNasties that never goes anywhere. Like, the whole... There is a plot set up in this movie about how they have to deal with the McNasties. And the McNasties come to town, don't do anything, and then... They shoot a chicken. Well, they do shoot a chicken, and eventually everybody shoots each other. But everyone was fine, too. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would give this two stars. Okay. I found it uh, stimulating to watch on the first time just because it was so weird. It's very weird, but unlike other weird stuff, it's just the pacing so bad that it's hard. It was just impossible to keep my interest. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh Yeah, that's Powder Burns. Uh, Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Instead, 
Babyface um, 2 and Pee-wee's Big Adventure, picture in picture. We're going to launch pretty soon, I think, probably third quarter, maybe fourth quarter this year, the EGSN, the Erotic Game Show Network. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Watch know, that. Yeah, start agitating your cable providers for it today. Yes, yeah, start calling in and screaming like a lunatic at them. If they won't give it to you, <laughs> scream and cry and say, why? Why did they change God's world? <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report, raincoatreport at gmail.com. Call your cable or satellite provider and demand that they carry the Erotic Game Show Network or that uh, you need to talk to their supervisor. Yeah, Work and- your way up to the president of the company. Yeah. And I had to make an email to start up my new laptop. So if you want, send any technical inquiries to raincoatinstitute at outlook.com. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Uh, so if you're going to go out west and uh, try to outwit the McNasty boys with your, I don't know, plan to make everybody shoot each other, but then get, also you get shot. And get, you're really drunk. And you have fast motion. It's an idiot's plan. If you're going to do any of that, I hope you forget your raincoat. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get dragged into this. Good night, idiot. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, joy. 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 Oh, jo